WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Fourth and final hour of the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy here on WEI. Fitzy will be uh, running it back again tomorrow, 6 to 10, and then Andy Hart will be in on Thursday. One of the things we talked about last night, and uh, Jeff Howe was reporting, you know, Josh McDaniels could be back with Bill Belichick. Now there's some speculation, well, like, hey, if it's Rabel, could it still be Josh McDaniels? And, like, all this talk about Josh McDaniels all of a sudden which has gotten people to, including our own Mike Cadlick, to suggest, hey, don't write off Mac Jones. Is Cadlick just Here's trying to get to that? Is he just trying to get hate clicks? <laughs> See you later. Good night. Bye. Yeah, I think we can no. write him off. I think, it's, I think it's fair to say we can write him off. Now, God bless him if he goes on somewhere else and, and has an NFL career. Good. I hope I, so. I, 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 I do, really too. Do. I wish him no ill will. I don't want him taking snaps for this team next year at any point. No, no I don't. I want. I wish... That's why I told you, I think we even talked about it on this very program, Mm -hmm. that by the NFL trade deadline this past season, I wanted him dealt to Minnesota. Yeah. And they probably would have liked if they had made a move for him as well, just because A, could have helped a team that was in desperate need that ended up starting like four other guys the remainder of the season. But B, you would have then and finally had your answer. What would Mac Jones be like and how would Mac Jones play if he were surrounded by elite weapons again. Hawkinson, now obviously Hawkinson got hurt at the end of the year, but Addison, yeah. Justin Jefferson. I, I wish Mac Jones nothing but the best elsewhere. Yeah. He had the right attitude when he spoke on Garbage Bag Day Monday at Gillette Stadium. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> yeah, right. For say, no, he didn't throw anyone under the no, bus. No, he had no, no. didn't besmirch anybody. Like, good for him. He, com- he composed himself and acquitted himself well, but it's uh, yeah. I don't care. Mike did a great job, like, you know, digging up the Jim Harbaugh convinced Alex Smith, who had sucked for years with the 49ers reference, and he convinced him to stay and turned his career around. Awesome. Yeah. No, thanks. I'm good on that as well. Uh, we'll react to the new trailer from the Dynasty, New England Patriots. It's coming next month to Apple Plus here in a moment. Let's go back to the phones. we got Peter in Mashpee. He joins us next. What's going on, Peter? Hey, how you doing? Um, I just know you guys were just saying, uh, I don't. I think the Patriots should honestly put everything they have and all the money, just back up the Brinks truck. We saw it last night. I know you just said you don't like Jim Harbaugh. I think, he, I think we need to try to sign him. I think we need a clean slate in New England. I don't want Mayo. I don't want Vrabel. I don't – it's over. It was great. It's done. We need to try something new and – build it back up from zero because at the point at the moment we're at zero it's bad it is no peter i'm with you and listen i don't think uh i mean none of these guys are the are the like just like we're picking apart quarterbacks like none of these guys are the are the perfect replacement in my mind i want a young offensive guy but even then i'm like i don't know how you gotta you gotta decide between ben johnson and shane waldron and uh was it frank smith and eric b and like all these guys so i would personally i would put jim harbaugh ahead of Mike Vrabel and Gerard Mayo. Offensive guy, not a part of the coaching tree, and been there, done that, both in the NFL and in college. So I I would prefer Jim Harbaugh. Now, the other two guys, you have more of a shot at eight, ten-year run if they're successful. Like, maybe maybe you're good for a while. You got your coach for a long time. I I don't think 
based on age and everything else, I don't think Harbaugh's going to last that long. But Mm-mm. I would I would take to the college. I would rather have Harbaugh than the other two guys. So Harbaugh, how many years did he coach with the 49ers? Four. Just four? Just wow. four. Yep. Wow. And then he went back to uh, his school in Michigan, turned him around, and uh, ended with a national title. That 2012 season was pretty, pretty impressive. They should have won the Super Bowl. Yeah. No, it really was. I mean, Ooh, he's had success God, in both that. places. Yeah. So he was in San Diego for three years. Then he was in Stanford for four, turned them around. Uh, then he was in Michigan for, what was this, his ninth or tenth year? He was in Michigan for a little bit. He's really become like a, a mainstay there. Yeah, his first year was 2015. So, I mean, he's been at Michigan for a, a while. And, yeah, that run that he had, he was 44-19 and 19 with the 49ers, including 5-3 and three in the playoffs. And that, the most out of Kaepernick. That sure did. Yeah. Though so he was from so 2011 to 2014, he was a wagon with the, mm-hmm. with the San Francisco 49ers. So I would, I would take Harbaugh. Do you think Kraft even picks up the phone and reaches out to him? Or do you think nope. he's... Yeah, probably not. No, un- I, unfamiliar. And probably ex- respects and admires his work, thinks he's done a great job, and it's a program I'm sure Kraft has some affinity for, given Brady and the number of different Michigan Wolverines that have come through the halls at one Patriot place over the last couple of decades. But I, yeah. Ty Law especially, oh, yeah. I do not. I do not think he even makes a phone call. That Harbaugh to the Chargers, perhaps, Harbaugh somewhere else. Like, Imagine what he could do. If he gets a, gets his hands on Herbert, I think that's probably right. where he goes. Why wouldn't he? Because right now, uh, out of the six openings, the only one... Well, I mean, I guess it really depends on how you feel about Bryce Young. Bryce Young was just the number one pick in the draft. I don't yeah. really like him. Yeah, I'm not, I agree. He would cash in with Tepper. That's the one thing. Like, would he and Tepper butt heads because of Tepper's... Uh, insistence on involvement say, thinking, Tepper just needs to let the next guy run the team for a couple years right. and not just fire after up, 11 games just shut up and get out of the way just enjoy your money and the fact that you've got a a, a hall of fame where a, a coach who could very well make it to two different hall of fames yeah running your team so you have Will Levis with the Titans you have really nobody with the Raiders you have yeah, Justin yeah. Herbert you have Sam Howell or the number two pick with the commanders yeah. more I mean the number two pick you have uh Desmond Ritter or the number eight pick in Atlanta. It could be Justin Fields. Or Justin Fields. Yeah, possible. Justin Fields in Atlanta would change that team quick. Yep. And then Bryce Young. So, I mean, Justin Herbert, if we were tiering uh, quarterbacks with teams that don't have a head coach, there would be Herbert, two, three empty tiers, and then everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess maybe the commanders, and maybe that's the thing. Maybe Jim Harbaugh feels a certain way about Drake May, Caleb Williams, or Jaden Daniels, and then, then he takes off for that guy, maybe. Uh, yeah. We had mentioned earlier in the program that coming out February 16th on Apple TV Plus is going to be a documentary about the New England Patriots called The Dynasty. They released about a month or so ago a one-minute snippet, and they released a new one-minute snippet today. Uh, so some of this is obviously visual, but you're going to hear some different things here. So let's, uh, let's play it and then react to it. Stiz? In pro football. Nobody's entitled to anything. You have to go out there and burn it. I was pretty intent on proving myself. We were going to determine the future of football in New England. The Patriots are Super Bowl champions! First dynasty of the century. This game is like a narcotic. You're chasing that forever. Breaking news right now. Spygate. Deflategate. Aaron couldn't separate himself from that dark side. That team won enough to become the villain. 
We worked for Bill, but we played for Tom. Bill tore Brady's head completely off. There's things that are done that can't be undone. I was just trying to hold it together the best I could. This team will be scrutinized, celebrated, for as long as the game of football is played. Yeah, I mean, I can't wait for this. Let's go. Uh, holy smokes. I mean, just the highlights alone are going to be worth watching, but, I mean, when they hit you with, uh, <laughs> it's kind of, uh, I would say apples to oranges, but when you go uh, Spygate to Flakegate Aaron Hernandez, but still, I mean, you're talking about a dynasty that lasted longer than any other dynasty in any other sport. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Brady and Bill and Kraft at the at the beginning and then well, at the end of it as well. And then all the different characters. And what a great line by Danny Amendola. Oh, that, that was the takeaway from everyone. That's so crazy. That is a cool line. And, I, and that one where you feel like I bet a bunch of his teammates like Edelman and Gronk are like nodding their heads. Like, yep. We work for Bill. We play for Tom. Um, so I, uh, so like I mentioned earlier, brag. You know, I've had a chance to you know interview and hang out with Jeff Benedict, the guy that wrote the book, and he is a producer and worked uh, was heavily involved in the production of this from shooting to post and beyond. Um, we had beers a couple of months ago, uh, and he was just you know showing me some photos that he was privy to and telling me some behind the scenes story of everything. And I think when you hear that line yeah. from Amendola, we worked for Bill, we played for Tom, that all goes back to just the shock, dismay, and everything that went into that 2017 AFC Championship game when Brady's thumb was practically hanging off, yeah. and somehow he gets it stitched together, gets this electrical-grade tape put over top of it, and leads a furious comeback without Edelman and without Gronk in the second half, two touchdowns to Amendola, plus that incredible third and 17 play like their bond was forged forever and i think that's when a lot of them turned and were like all right this guy i will bleed and i will die for you you're my boss well and then to make it even worse when belichick was asked about it about the injury to brady he said well it wasn't exactly open heart surgery and I mean, from all account, all thrown, reports, that, that Brady did, was not a fan of that. That got back to Brady, and he oh, did not like that. None of them that. were. Yeah, the players, was. right. That pissed everybody yeah. off. Yeah, so, I mean, the fact, the, one of the crazy, I don't know what's. Was cr- it open heart surgery? No, but his it almost was, didn't mean the guy couldn't use his effing right hand. Possibly right. could have risked losing his thumb. If that went a different way, Rex Burkhead would have been remembered a lot differently than he was. <laughs> Rex Burkhead almost ended, almost ended the dynasty before oh, uh, they could. Like there's so many twists and turns, so many big moments, so many insane games, and so many ones where you're like, "Oh, they definitely could have won that." But then there's plenty where you're like, "Damn, mm-hmm. they probably should have lost that one." Like mm-hmm. the fact that they lost in 17 to Doug Peterson and Nick Foles, but then they won in 18, where that might have been like their 12th best team that they had. Like in 20 years, if you literally ranked every team they had from 01 to 18. I smell a tier Tuesday coming soon. Holy smokes. I think we just stumbled into one. Yeah, but that was, I, I won't say it's their worst team. It clearly wasn't their worst team, but it, no. I don't, outside of they what? They were 11 and 5. Yeah. They couldn't score. They lost 17 to 10. They lost a Pittsburgh. bunch of games. In, yeah, right. They lost some games in December, and you're like, they never lose in December. You're like, what is this? Then they pivoted and became a power running team yeah. with play action football, and the, and they won, the they, defense carried the day. Crazy. It, yeah, they it, win, it, they it, win it. a shootout when they need to, and then they win a low-scoring Super Bowl. Like that was crazy. But I can't wait for this. Is this 
Is it like 10 parts, too? It's 10. Yeah, it is. It's 10 <laughs> parts. And just oh! the fact that you get these. I love that they did the direct-to-camera. Um, you don't have the interviewer. They're not looking off camera. So they're looking straight into the camera. Uh, so they'll be pier- like you'll have Brady, Kraft, all of these guys, just like their piercing gazes staring into the viewer. Belichick, you know, he's all, you know, puffed up chest and everything. Kraft sounding, you know, sympathetic and, you know, Brady. But the fact that Brady, this will probably be the most candid you'll ever hear Tom Brady speak about his time in New England, which is mind blowing. You got Bill Belichick in a suit and tie, for God's sakes. He's so good when he does this, though. Oh, yeah. He is a football historian, and it's just fun to listen to him talk about football, but. Yeah, I mean, you got you got the big three in there, and uh, Brady, Belichick, and Kraft, and then uh, we've already seen snippets of uh, other guys in there. There's so many different See characters. that one shot, though, in the locker room with the guy that's shirtless? That was Welker. My God, was he ripped. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was absolutely shredded. <laughs> shredded to pieces, I want to hear. You know who I want to hear more from is Gronk. Yeah, sure. Why not? Does Vinat- I wonder if they got Vinatieri, too, because now he's so famously a cult and hasn't done anything Patriots-related in the longest time. No, I know. I mean, it's ten parts, so you feel like there's there's room for a whole bunch of these different characters to pop in there. But anyway, that's February sixteenth, uh, so we got a little over a month from that. But let's get to all the other stuff that we didn't get to today. We have grab bag on the way next. It's the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy. Right now, here's Stiz with what's trending. The Greg Hill Show weekdays six to ten. Now here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now, some big news in the NFL today as it was reported earlier this afternoon that Mike Vrabel has been terminated as head coach of the Tennessee Titans. Former Patriot Mike Vrabel was named NFL's Coach of the Year in 2021. He led the Titans to four consecutive winning seasons after arriving in 2018, but the team has experienced back-to-back disappointing seasons, finishing multiple games under 500 both times. According to reports, Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick did meet yesterday to discuss the direction of the Patriots franchise and whether Belichick would be part of it moving forward. No decision has been publicly made at this time, and the expectation is that they're likely to meet at least once more. Celtics lost to the Pacers last night, 131-133. Jalen Brown had a season high of 40 points, but a late foul, Jalen appeared to be hit in the head on a last-second shot. After review, it was overturned to a no call, which led the Pacers to the win. Jalen said today the call, quote, didn't make any sense and should be investigated. Celtics back on the court tomorrow night at home. They're hosting Minnesota Timberwolves. Tip-off at 7 p.m. from Causeway Street. Drew Holiday, Al Horford, and Chris Porzingis all questionable for tomorrow night's game. Bruins also lost a tough one last night on the road, 4-3 to the Avalanche in a shootout. Brad Marchand had two goals. Jeremy Swayman played real well in the third period. He had 12 saves, but the Bruins weren't able to seal the deal. Boys back on the ice tonight. Actually, puck just dropped in Arizona. Bruins taking on the Coyotes. So we will keep you posted on that score in the last hour of the show. Uh, some baseball news here. The Chicago Cubs have reached a tentative deal with Japanese pitcher Shotai Imanaga. He will undergo a physical in Chicago on Thursday before the deal becomes official. So another player that the Red Sox did not get. And some college football news. Number one, Michigan beat number two, Washington, last night, 34-13. That's uh, Michigan's first national title in 26 years. It's also caps a tumultuous year for the Wolverines, which saw their head coach, Jim Harbaugh, suspended twice for six of Michigan's 16 games. 
I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More of its key show, including Grab Bag, coming up. Remember, you can listen to WEI on your smart speaker. Just say, play 93.7 WEI. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEI. It's the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy, WEI. Fitzy will be back at it again tomorrow, 6 to 10. Andy Hart in on Thursday. And then Stiz and I go solo. I actually can't really go solo too, but but you get you get the idea. On uh, Friday night to wrap up the week, leading into a wild card weekend in the NFL. But this is really all about Bill Belichick. It's the number one story in the NFL in my mind. I know Mike Vrabel is sort of a part of that story as he gets fired by the Tennessee Titans. He is available, but everybody's still waiting to see what the New England Patriots and what Robert Kraft is going to do next. News but, will uh, break Friday night when you and I are on. I think so. <laughs> yep. What a perfect time. Oh, right? man. Two of us bringing it up. Friday night before the wild card round. And, uh, yeah, we'll have a lot to discuss. So you're, gonna want to, you're not going to want to miss it. You don't want to miss a moment. And you never want to miss a moment around this time every night because we like to do... It's time for Grab It's time for Grab Right, reach into the bag, find a story that we haven't talked about yet, and let's dive right in, Fitzy, with this one I just saw. Kids love grab bag. That is true. They also like weather games in the NFL. And how about this? According to uh, weather men and women out there, the Dolphins-Chiefs game Mm -hmm. on Saturday will be one of the coldest games in league history. It's expected to be zero degrees with wow. uh, some decent winds, 10 to 20 mile an hour winds in there as well, but a zero degree game in Kansas City, which might slow down those offenses. What well, uh, you? It's already like the meatiest, beefiest tailgate in the NFL. Yeah, they are going to have to have those icebox. Oh, those grills and smokers fire. Yeah. You're going to have like have game. grown men with like rib tips and burnt ends frozen <laughs> to their whiskers. Now, do you remember in January 2004 as part of the 2003 postseason? When the Patriots played the Titans in the divisional round and it was zero degrees at kickoff? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Pats won that game 16-13, I want to say. It's crisp. It's crisp. Yeah, Vinatieri described it as kicking a cylinder block. Yep, that was rough. That yeah, was, was uh, yeah, there, there's been some really, really cold games. That's flipping freezing. And yeah. you know what? Yet at the same time, I wouldn't, you know, I'll, I'll take the over. Let I don't know why for some reason. Watch. It's, Still the over. Oh, let's see what the number is. It is 43 and a half. Yeah, My question yeah. is, uh, it's a two-part question. First part, yep. will Taylor Swift be there? Second Tay-tay? part, Tay-tay in the his a? Yeah, she'll be there. She's been in every game. Mm-hmm. What will she be wearing? I don't know if you noticed this. Did you see what Jake Browning's girlfriend was wearing at the Bengals game? Um, I, I have you? Yeah, I, I caught it. I caught you it. See that? Yeah, I think I, I, don't, think I, I mean, happen to see it. Not she to be was... a creep or anything, but like, all right. Yeah, I mean, she right. wore to a game some, yeah. like the kind of suit, like if she was going to get fired out of a can. <laughs> she looked like she was in Kill Bill. She did, was like, top to bottom. Oh, yeah, or shot out of a cannon. That's good. But then she had, like, a big hat on, like a Turn yeah, Ferguson-like like a, like like a hat. Like a bushcat, like some sort of, like, weird Siberian hat. She was in, like, a onesie zip-up, like, head to toe, yep. had Jake Browning's number on it. It was all white, had some Bengals colors on it. It's got to be a one-of-a-kind. I, I Absolutely. They don't I sell those at the pro shop. Like most men, I definitely didn't see any other photos of her afterwards. 
No, that was it. That was one and done. She's not on the internet. You can't find her on the internet. Nope. She's not on Instagram. No, nope. don't, don't even bother looking. My God, I just I immediately t- text like ten friends, like coming as a backup in my next life. Jake Brown. Oh yeah, seriously. Holy smokes. Yeah. So That's... will Taylor Swift try to outdo Jake Browning's girlfriend? That's what I'm saying. And wear a onesie. She's got. She's got to have to bundle up though. I mean, zero degrees. Even when you're in the suite, you get. You know, you open the window up or something. It's chilly. You got to walk on the concourse. Something. She's gonna ride. Will she ride a tauntaun in? She might have to. No, Taylor don't get down like that. That's America's sweetheart. I'll see you in hell. <laughs> or maybe she just sits this one out. It might be a good one to stay at home for. And here comes the grab bag. Grab, grab bag, 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 grab, grab bag. John Morant. Done for the season. He needs shoulder surgery. He, of course, was playing around with guns for a while. Mm-hmm. He was reinstated by the league, was playing pretty well hopefully trying to turn the Grizzlies around because they were awful, and then he suffered a shoulder injury. He's going to need surgery, and he's out for the year. So that shoulder injury, that's not a nagging injury that was re-aggravated. Is that something new? I believe it is. Oh, yeah. that's too bad. So yeah. how many games did he get in, like seven? Uh, That sounds about right. He I mean, 25, correct? Yeah, he was out for a while. Let's see what the number is. Nine. So, yeah, you were close. Nine games. He was leading the team in scoring. He was 25 points, eight assists, five and a half rebounds. I mean, he's back to his old tricks. He was right on. He was right on par. Poor Marcus Smart. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's that's not a great outfit in in Memphis right now. Too bad. You shall not resist, grab bag. According to Draymond Green on the Draymond Green Show podcast, uh, he considered retirement during his indefinite suspension, but Adam Silver talked him out of it. Why? (laughs) You had a chance to rid yourself of one of the league's great nuisances, yeah, and you talked him out of it? I I don't like Draymond Green, and I'll tell you, I usually like the guys that not a lot of other people like or the guys that kind of walk that line, but there's something about him that just bugs me. I mean, he punches out Jordan Poole, his own teammate, and we had to hear about, oh, yeah, you don't know what a pro practice is like. That happens all the time. I'm like, I don't think that happens all the time. And I don't know. He's just he's a he's a dirty player. Like He's just I don't I don't I don't need him. Don't need him in there. No, I'm all set. Mm -hmm. All right. What else we got? Let's all go to the grab bag. So Jalen Brown steaming last night. Celtics playing without Jason Tatum, taking on a fun Indiana Pacers team, a team that scores like 200 points a night. They're a blast. Unfortunately, Tyrese Halliburton got hurt. He played like 13 minutes and was out for the game, although it looks like he's going to avoid major injury. So that's good news for him and the league and everything else. Uh, But back and forth at the end, after another bad third quarter by the Celtics, close game, late. Yep. Porzingis called for a foul, bunch of free throws for uh, for the Pacers, which wins it. But Jalen Brown had a chance, got fouled, like for sure got fouled, got hit in the head. Clubbed in the head. The referee said didn't happen. The review said didn't happen. And then today, you know how the league does like their final two-minute report or whatever. Yep. They're like, yeah, no, no, no foul. I'm like, well, what the hell am I looking at then when I'm looking yeah. at the replay? And now all these different players, like Tatum has tweeted about it. Oh, yeah. Porzingis has tweeted about it. Like, yeah. none of the Celtics are happy about this. Uh, no, not at all. And it was funny. Uh, <laughs> when you go to the player on the other side. So here's Buddy Heald. I love Buddy Heald. But here's 
Here's Buddy Heald asked about it after the game. What was your uh, – Joe said to us that you had a whole discussion with him. You came back onto the court. Mm. And he said you had fouled him. What was your uh, recollection of the interaction with him afterwards? Uh, I mean, I told Joe what I told Joe, but uh, like I say, they have three reps up there, and they had to replay center, and that's what replay is for, I guess. You know where how I was thinking. I thought I might have hit him a little bit, but they have three reps up there, and they have cameras, and they got to slow down the angles of it. I felt like it was not – set the contact towards I know I touched the ball but I maybe Nick Brown in the head a little bit I'm not sure but and it's the end of the game I can't know about that uh, you have three reps they made the call and you get on it so, I mean without saying it he's saying that he fouled him you know like he's oh, in a yeah. tough spot because he's like if you win you can't also crap on the refs like that's something you can't do that but he's basically like yeah there's a little bit of contact there he obviously he told Joe Mazzola that he fouled him uh-huh and uh but no the ref I love how he's like there's three refs out there so like I'm yep. with Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald doesn't have to come straight out and be like, I, I fouled him, I fouled him. But he is telling you that without saying it straight out. Oh, Rich, not only did they did they blow the reversal of the call when Heald just clubs Jalen Brown, but also did you see uh, this story on ESPN that was just published uh, a little over an hour ago? Pacers incorrectly awarded three free throws in waning seconds of Monday night's win over the Celtics, NBA announced, and its last two-minute report published on Tuesday as well. Um the report states Porzingis was above the ball and legally contested the shot, quote, with some incidental arm contact uh, occurring concurrent with the block. So basically they screwed up two calls at the end of the game. Yeah, that sounds what did right. they get paid for again? Uh, not sure. You're coming around to the robots, aren't you? I am. The robots will get it right. The Lasers robot. and bots, baby. <laughs> the robots will definitely get it right. Oh, my God. Becky, look at her. Grab that. It is so big. All right, Fitz, you have the story behind the Bill Belichick uh, walking gift when they were playing the Lions and then everybody mm-hmm. uses on Twitter every time there's a player available. Yeah, so this is a great story. Um, someone tweeted out, a kid I know by the name of Bryson, he tweets out this story earlier today, the world-famous Bill Belichick walking into the Lions game gift from 2018 where there's two kids in Lions gear with their hands extended and Belichick walks right past them. Stone, like just stones stone cold, them. Just yeah. stone face. <laughs> it's the greatest thing ever. Yeah. That gif has been used appropriately, inappropriately a million times. So what happened was those kids were Patriots fans. They knew someone. The dad got involved on Twitter. Uh, his name's Andy Ferreira. He basically said they're Patriots fans. They knew someone with the Lions. And they were given free Lions gear. And the kids just, you know, whatever, just wore it. But they were dying to meet Belichick. He blows them off, right? (laughs) They somehow get in touch with the team. Belichick finds out about this, wants to right the wrong of it. Um, So Belichick uh, later on apologizes to the kids. And they meet. Belichick does a meet and greet with the kids before a game at Gillette. Says, sorry, I missed you in Detroit. He made copies of the photo and to make nice, took photos with the kids and then autographed copies of the Belichick walking past them, blowing them off photo for the kids. Like a real he's humanitarian, a hu- <laughs> cool uncle moment. He's a human being. Yeah. He's a real Can person. you imagine that? He's a real man right there. That's awesome. No, that is pretty cool. That is that's that a is great a story. Yeah. Any Belichick photo to have autographed to you, that's the best. That is really nice. Grab bag. Aaron Rodgers plans to be with the Jets even beyond next year. How many years do you think Rodgers plays for the Jets? Two. Yeah. I think he tries to squeeze out two more. Next year Next year is this year, and then one more. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I think, I think that sounds about right. Grab bag. Tiger Woods no longer a Nike. 
athlete. 27 years, which that blew me away. Mm-hmm. Tiger Woods has been with Nike longer than Bill Belichick has been with the Patriots. Not wild. But both are likely coming to an end, which makes me mm-hmm. feel like a thousand years old. So I'm like, oh my God. Tiger Woods and Nike for 27 years? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is pretty crazy. That's why. Yeah, so Nike apparently has been, they stopped making hardware back. I didn't even know this. They stopped making their hardware seven, eight years ago, kind of getting out of the golf business as well. Mm. Since Tiger's not playing as much anymore, he's, uh, you know, he'll, he's been using different clubs for a long time now. It's just a surprise because, like, that's like Jordan and Nike, like brands yeah, right. that are just synonymous with one another. Well, especially because Jordan and Tiger have their own individual logos within the company right. that mm-hmm. you would have thought that that would have stayed forever. I thought you would have been able to get Tiger Woods golf shirts from Nike forever. Like, mm-hmm. even after Tiger's gone, I would right. think it would, it would have stood up. So that's why I was, I was surprised to see that. That is sort of a weird yeah. one. I could have been a contender. I could have been somebody. Instead of a grab bag, which is what I am. Pretty exciting dork news, Fitzy, that came out today as it relates to Star Wars. It looks like uh, The Mandalorian and Grogu are going to get a live action feature film directed by Jon Favreau. What do you think of this? Can not wait. The fact that Star Wars is headed back to the big screen. Yeah. Love it. Would already be there first in line. That. They don't want to do Mando and Grogu anymore on the small screen and think that they've got a story that merits big screen consideration with a big budget. I love it. I mean, I couldn't I be too. more fired up. And I also think because I loved the first season of The Mandalorian. I really mm-hmm. liked the second season. Third season was hit or miss. The Book of Bubba Fett was very more missed than Ugh, hit, but there were some great moments great. in there. And so, mm-hmm. I, I mean, overall, it was not a good show. No. But if you say, all right, we're going to take our best two hours – Yep. Maybe that's what that's what's going to save these characters. And like mm-hmm. I think that is a perfect thing rather than, all right, do we have enough for eight hours? Like, you might not. Like, give me nope. the best two hours with those two going on some sort of crazy mission. I'm all, I'm all, all for it. Give me a Western in space with the cutest thing in the world yep. and my favorite new character in the Star Wars universe, John Favreau, Dave Filoni, the Star Wars curator, yes. and a big old budget. I'm in. Grab bag. Grab bag. They also announced a season two for Ahsoka, so that's good news. That was one of my favorite shows of this past year, so I'll take that. I'll take that very much. It's a grab bag. Kendrick Bourne is on Instagram already working out. The offseason is off and running for Kendrick Bourne, Yep, and he wants to be back. God only knows why, but he wants to be back. I can't, I'm watching right now. Mike Cadlick tweeted it out just a half an hour ago from uh, his IG. There he is in like a full leg sleeve with his reconstructed ACL and he's balancing kettlebells over his head, uh, gaining strength. And he put up on Instagram stories yesterday, a screen grab of the stadium. And it said, see you soon. Hopefully see you soon. I hope meeting like basically he's basically just advertising a lot. He's also commented on other players, Instagrams that he wants to be back next year. I mean, I I would take him back. Oh, I would take him back, but I'm saying if I'm him, I'm getting the hell out of here. I'm gonna go. So I'm what gonna does go he love team. about it so much? I don't know. Like what? Well, I can't imagine what he would love about it so much. He was in. He uh, was good, but not used enough his first year. His second year, he was in the doghouse all season long. And then the third year showed some signs of it, then got hurt. Mm-hmm. So like, we're. I don't. That's if that happened to anybody else, they'd be like, I would understand why they would want to go somewhere else. That was, that's a rough go. Yeah, but you know, good for Gotham him. won't be safe. Until there's grab bag for all. So a 13-year-old, let's go back to dork news, a 13-year-old has become the first ever person to beat 
Tetris. Mm-hmm. So you're able to defeat Tetris by just getting an insane amount of lines. Now, these old games are weird. Did you watch the Tetris movie that came out I last year? Thought about, I have come across it so many times, and I don't know, do not know why I haven't pressed play. I watched yet. it. It was good. How, how it was, was good. It? Yeah, it was good. It, I mean, it's like middle of the pack for like movies that were released last year, but it was solid, especially for a free, I think it was an Apple TV movie, maybe. Yeah, something like that. But it's yeah, a cool, yeah. true story about Tetris and like these old games and like how they get made and like what hits and this whole thing with like trying to get the game out of Russia. Like it was fascinating. That's yeah, funny. I, I, oh, I, God, go ahead, sorry. Go no. ahead, sis. Well, there's a Blackberry movie, I guess, this I year. I was just going to say, people... I couldn't decide between the two which one to watch. Yeah. I heard they're both good. Yeah, well, I mean, people I've seen are Tetris, saying the Blackberry I... movie is, like, really good. And it's got Dennis from Always Sunny's in it. Yeah. He's, like, one of the main yeah. guys. Yeah, well, I got to give that a go. But So Tetris, I think with this, you just get, it gets to the point where the game just sort of short circuits. Like, I watched the video of this. Uh-huh. It's going so fast, and you just get so many lines, and it's like jumping levels. It's doing all this stuff, and then all of a sudden, the game's just like we're done. We can't do any more game. Like they're just, it, it hasn't been coded this far. Yeah, the, the the kid basically reached the end of the of the universe. That was like Tetris. in uh, Donkey Kong. You've probably all seen uh, the King of Kong, one of the greatest documentaries ever made. When they're like, it gets to a point where Donkey Kong just like shuts off, and they're like, ah, oh, it's a Donkey Kong kill screen, is what they call it. And then you just keep playing it, and the game's just like. Yeah, can't can't do any more donkey wild. Good for him. Yeah, what a congratulations! <laughs> Why I tell you, I tell you, that's the finest grab bag this town has ever seen. The Boston Calling twenty twenty four lineup is released. This will be over here at Harvard, May twenty fourth, fifth, and sixth. And I'll admit, I'm not the biggest music guy, right? You got to give up something. You can't be into everything. Like I am more of a TV, movie, video game, comic book guy than I am music. This, though, jumped out at me when you look at it. So, again, they have three nights, and they always have, like, the headliners, and then they have, like, a million other acts. So there's probably, like, I don't know, 50-something acts. Mm-hmm. I think I've heard of three. So who's uh, so Stiz may have heard of more. I'm of sure Stiz has. Yeah, so who actually, are the headliners? Ed Sheeran. I'll go see Ed. And Leon Bridges in the first night. Leon's really good as is well. He? So I've yes. heard of Ed. Uh, the second night is Tyler... Child, Childers? The creator? No, not. See, that I've heard, I've heard of Tyler, the creator. No, yeah, Tyler Childers. Childers. And then Trey Anastasio and Classic Tab. Well, I know who he is from Fish. Oh, he's from Fish. Okay, so maybe yeah. he's, he's doing his own thing from Fish? I do not want to see that. My I God. Will, that is, that'll be packed out. You'll be able to smell it for twenty in a 20-mile <laughs> radius. Yeah. All set. I'll get high on the way home when I drive by it. Uh, uh, I have to shout out my boy, uh, Massachusetts' own Justin Clancy. Uh, that is that is my young guy. He's a hip-hop artist, pop artist. All right. Uh, there Friday night? Me. Yeah, he's good. there Friday night. Cool. So, nice. yeah, good for him for making for cracking the, the Boston Calling. And then the headliners on uh, the last night are the Killers, who I've heard of. I've heard of and that. Hozier, I've not. Oh, and then hey, wait, Hozier, he isn't he the one? Take me to church. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I've heard the song. Yeah, okay, I've heard the song. And then Megan the Stallion is not even one of like the two headliners. She, I've heard of. She's fantastic. Yeah, I'll go see her. Just All she see has her. is hits. Yeah. Every group, song. Group trip on Sunday. Yep. I'll go see. Too. Let me know what time Megan the Stallion's on. I'll watch that, and then I can leave after that. But there you go. There's a. The Boston Calling lineup. Let's reach back into the grab bag. Well, that's actually going to do it for grab bag. We're uh, we're up against it, as they say in the business. Another time it just kind of flew by here. So, uh, yeah, we'll be back at it right, same time tomorrow for another. I'll get it, honey. Must be grab bag. We will uh, wrap up the programs. The Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy coming up next here on WEI. 
If you missed any of our Patriots Monday and Friday interviews, go back and listen on the podcast anytime. Just subscribe to the Rich Keefe Show on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. What the rock is cooking. It's the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy, WEEI. Wild card weekend week here in the NFL, but uh, much more of the attention has been about the uh, head coaches that could be on the move. Mike Vrabel out today. Bill Belichick remains with the Patriots for now. We will see what happens. I'm kind of rich. Are you where <clears throat> on your exhaustion scale? Whatever, however you yeah. <clears throat> measure things. Where would you describe yourself right now? I'm borderline already over it. Uh, yeah, I would like to see something happen, but then again, I feel like if some of these crazy landing spots were to present themselves, it wouldn't be right now. Like we talk about Cowboys, Bills, Eagles. Like they all have to play this weekend. They would all have to lose, or one, at least one of them would have to lose, and then they would have to make a decision. And if I'm screaming about I want them to trade Belichick and get something for him, that's not going to happen right away. Nope. So you're right. It feels like an eternity. It feels like forever because we've been dragging this out all season. Like at the midway point, you're like, oh, this is probably Bill's last year. And then it was another week and another week and another week and more speculation, this, that, and the other thing, reports this, reports that. And so it feels longer than it is. I mean, today's mm-hmm. Tuesday. You know, the last game was just on Sunday. A new coach got fired today. So I, you're right. It feels like it's been longer than it really has been. It, ju- it just like I from last season into yep. this season. And I like it's it's still wild the way you got people yelling at other people like you got to get a better coach who's better than Belichick. You got people already saying like, oh, Vrabel so overrated. Like he's a major downgrade from Belichick. Why would you want him running a team? The guy's a failure. Like what are what are we all watching different games? Yes. Or is this just yeah. a classic example of people see what they want to see? That is definitely the case. I mean, we got right. it tonight. The guy saying, guys, the Patriots roster is actually really good. And he was serious. So I mean, people definitely see what they want. Let's grab a call here before we get out of here. We have Amazon Jim in New Hampshire. He joins us next. What's going on, Jim? Hey, guys. I love you. Uh, appreciate uh, all the stuff that you guys have been uh, keeping us entertained with uh, as, we, as we work throughout the day. Um, I had a question. And I'm kind of a novice on the whole sports, but what do you think Kraft's um, engagement would be with a new coach, Harbaugh, uh, and then you get on hard knocks? Is that something do you think that Kraft would be interested in to kind of get the the team back uh, in the media? Well, so a couple things here, Amazon Jim. There is uh, certain rules on who's eligible and who isn't eligible for hard knocks. And one thing that hard knocks doesn't do is take teams with new coaches. So if you didn't have, if you got a new coach, then they wouldn't be on hard knocks. If they if they keep Bill because they've missed the playoffs the last two years and they haven't been on it within like a whatever like five year window, then they would be eligible for. They couldn't veto hard knocks. So if you really want them to be on there and if Kraft wants them to be on there, Bill wouldn't be able to say no because playoff teams can say no. And, and Bill Belichick, this entire hard knocks run was making the playoffs. And I think he had to miss it two years in a row even. So like Bill was never eligible for it. It wasn't just that obviously he wouldn't want to do it. 
but they couldn't pick them. Now, if he comes back, they could pick him, and they should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, can <clears throat> If anything, that should be Belichick's impetus for leaving or just saying, <laughs> yeah, like, I'm good. Trade true. me wherever. I just don't want to do hard. Maybe Robert brings that up in the third meeting. He's like, oh, and by yeah. the way, uh, HBO has just moved all their stuff in here, and uh, Liv Schreiber is going to be narrating the, <laughs> the preseason for you. Now, can I ask, they Nick? They were once the dynasty of the NFL. He has a voice of God. Now, Nick, if, if Bill leaves, are you going to root and watch Bill wherever he goes the same way that you were watching Brady with the Bucks? Stiz, one, it's very interesting you ask that because, one, yes, I will, but I will not root with the same fervor that I probably should have cheered for Tom Brady with. And, two, I legitimately feel badly to this point, and I almost regret the emotional stasis that I was caught in during COVID in that particular year, those first two years, I because we owed Brady so much for what he did and our appreciation of what he did for this region, for the team, for the fan base and beyond has grown so much. I actually feel badly for ever clapping at Brady during that time and just for kind of being butthurt and staying with the Patriots exclusively. I was never worn a Brady Buccaneers 12, but I wish I cheered for him more because what he did that year was flipping awesome. Yeah, and I just thought it's a little bit different because Brady, even though he wasn't his best season, like he was still a good quarterback his last year with New England, and I just thought – they really did him dirty. Where now, if Bill leaves, it's probably the right call. Not probably. Yeah. It is the right call if Bill leaves. I would look at it this way. If they don't trade him and he just walks away and goes somewhere else, then I'll kind of hope that he does do well. I hope that and then you're like, all right, so now you didn't get anything for this guy. You didn't learn your lesson from the Brady thing. And now yeah. Belichick is still a good coach. Uh, if they trade him, then all right, at least you got something for him. And, you know, we'll obviously pay attention to it. It's going to be – it's going to be – sort of that second team that we're kind of monitoring, I would say, next year. It also depends on where he goes, right? There are certain teams that you just hate, and then there are other teams. Like, when Brady chose the Bucks, it's like nobody has really an opinion on the Bucks. Yeah, like, no, no, nobody cared. Nobody and cared. made him great. Now, of course, we realize he had a Hall of Fame uh, wide receiver yeah. and Mike Evans. Yeah, that's a nice team. Uh, and did some amazing things with the other guys as well. Mm-hmm. Hey, I just ran across this. Here's a fun one for the Rich Keefe Stats and Info Department. Oh, yeah, lay it on us. Uh, this came from at underscore ML Football. Since the Eagles' head of security, Dom DeSandro, was banned from the team's sideline, the team's record is 1-6. When Big Dom was on the sideline <laughs> prior to his scuffle, they were 10-1. and one. What does Big Dom know? What does he do? What's his job? Got to get Big Dom back on the sideline in Tampa Monday night. They need Big Dom in. They need Matt Patricia out. And then that'd be, they'd like to turn the whole Eagles season around. Big Dom for defense. Yeah. Oh, God. The funniest thing anybody replied of all the different engagements today about Vrabel, Belichick, et cetera, was the only way to make this work is for Belichick to bring in Vrabel and make him offensive coordinator. <laughs> I mean, at this point, why not? Why not? It would make the, it would make the most sense. All right. That'll do it for us. Fitzy is going to run it right back again tomorrow. We'll get yeah. more into the wild card games tomorrow because it'll be your last show with us during the week so we'll talk more about the games most of them are really good Stiz a great job as always good sir and uh, everybody have a great rest of your Tuesday night we'll talk to you tomorrow at 6 I say she never cared and that she never